Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying Christ's parables and their interpretation. For this, we're going to Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 17, and also 34 and 35. Follow along with us. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their eyes they can barely hear, and their eyes have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Verse 34. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without parable. So was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. So we're getting into a section of the Gospels where we we start going through these parables. And before we did that, we wanted to spend one episode just talking about parables so we're all on the same page, right? What is a parable? So a parable is a story, most likely taken from real life, which uh, has a specific truth which can be applied to spiritual things. Mm -hmm. It's a parallel between our spiritual life and our day-to-day life. Yeah. What's interesting, the the reasons why Jesus, the Bible gives parables is not really what I thought of when I was younger. I thought parables were ways to to make stories easier to understand. But that's not the case according to the Bible, is it? Uh, It seems that the first purpose of parables, as used by Jesus Christ, was to grab people's attention. Mm Mm-hmm. So they will ask, uh, what is he talking about? I mean, when you have thousands of people in front of you and they are coming after a whole day of work in agriculture in those scorching days in the Middle East, you really have to grab people's attention. So that would be the first purpose. Yeah, and the second one is when Jesus spoke in parables, he could share unpopular information or unwanted information um, with those who were ready to receive it without getting other people angry or upset. Um, so, so it was a way of imparting truth without arising, arousing prejudice. The third purpose of uh, 
parables, as stated in the passage that we read from uh, the book of Isaiah, is that uh, Jesus was addressing those in whose minds the Holy Spirit has been working already, mm -hmm. and at the same time keep those truths from uh, the leaders of the Jews who are spying against him, trying to spin it in their direction so they can kill him. Yeah. An another fourth reason for parables is this creates lasting impressions. You know, it's easier to remember a story than it is to remember a speech. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when, when Jesus likened um, the kingdom of heaven or, or whatever point to a particular story, then when people were going throughout their daily life and they interact that subject matter, it reminds them of what Jesus taught. And the last reason, uh, number five, for which Jesus Christ used parable, was to bring the general revelation of God through nature back into a meaningful, into people's perception that God can be known through nature. Uh, most of Jesus' parables are related to nature. Mm -hmm. especially those in this chapter that we're going to start in the next episode, Matthew chapter 13. I think it's very important also to know that parables, while they share a truth in principle, it does not mean that the parable is truth itself. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it doesn't, you know, we're going to read in the next event about the parable of the sower. And it doesn't mean that there was actually a sower who went out and sowed and did those things. Jesus is telling a story to make a point. So practically, we are going to focus now on principles mm -hmm. of interpretation for parables of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just stated principle number one. Uh, each parable contains a truth. Not all the details are truths, right? Yeah, and and I think we can fall down a rabbit hole of trying to pick apart a parable and try to find out. You know, I think of the parable of the ten virgins who are waiting for the bridegroom to come, and and we can start dissecting everything. What does this mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, the point of the parable is the overarching message that's why it's given not not all the fine little details yeah or the parable of the rich man and uh, a poor guy lazarus mm -hmm. i've seen people going into all those details in the middle of the parable yeah and they do not focus on the teaching of the parable which was stated by jesus christ yeah let's go to the second principle of interpretation the context is very important. It is like in real estate, location, location, location. Mm -hmm. So the context is very important. Is the place, the circumstances, is the person or the group of people with whom Jesus Christ shared that parable. It is the topic under discussion. So all of this have to be taken into consideration when we focus and try to understand this specific parable. Yeah. The, the next thing is it's important to look at the, the pericope, the, the verses surrounding the parable, because oftentimes they explain the context, mm -hmm. uh, the introductions and conclusions of Christ's own words. Uh, we see all this in prophecy. When you read prophecy, oftentimes prophecy has its own interpretation right after 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to read more than just the verse or a few verses. We need to read the context. Mm-hmm. The next principle, principle number three, is the introduction and the conclusion of the parable. Introduction is exactly when Jesus Christ points toward the topic, and conclusion is what he summarizes the topic. Yeah. Every parable illustrates one fundamental aspect of spiritual truth, that these illustrations are put out there to to help make it easier to understand. So parables are like spiritual gifts. Yeah. Nobody has all spiritual gifts. In the same way, there is no one parable that summarizes all the truths under the sun, all the fundamental beliefs of the Christian faith or all the creeds as yeah. developed by, you know, in the first century. Yeah. It is one truth and that truth is clearly stated generally at the end of the parable by Jesus yeah. Christ himself. It's important that we have a clear understanding of local ideas and customs and and beliefs um, because Jesus is speaking to the local recipients, the people on the mountain, the people by the way, and it's important to understand how they would have understood this prophecy and received this prophecy because we live in a different world. You mean uh, parable? Parable, excuse me. Because we live in a different world now. Yeah. So for example, I want to support what you just said. In Luke chapter 16, we have two parables. And if we read them and analyze them carefully, none of them seems to be from the real world. Because one is a master, a rich man, uh, commending or appreciating a steward who was, or manager who was stealing from him. Mm-hmm. But that never happens in the real world, right? Yeah. And the second is the story about uh, a rich man who died and went to hell and uh, a poor man who died and went to heaven. And those were stories known in those times. Yeah. And this is why nobody complained about the story. Jesus Christ took those stories, real or not, and extracted one truth, which is very clearly stated at the end of each of those two parables in Luke Mm -hmm. chapter 16, and they are applied to our spiritual life. It's also important to understand, I spoke of this earlier, looking at the details of parables, We don't build our theology, our understanding of what does the Bible say on a topic based off the fine details in a parable. In fact, at all seminaries, no matter the denomination or which side of the aisle, Protestant or Catholics, parables are not considered fundamental parts of the scripture on which to build a doctrine. Yeah. As we said in theology, parables are not said as doctrine. Exactly. And so the the last one that we want to touch on, on the, the principles of interpreting, we should look at the parable as part of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So look for context where the rest of Scripture lines up and affirms or, or goes along with it. So if we find a portion of parable that seems to contradict Scripture, we don't stand on the parable, we stand with the rest of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, This principle is very important because we decided from the beginning that the scripture is the word of God, God's will revealed to us, and God's will revealed in his totality and unity. No 
portion of the scripture rightly understood can contradict others because uh, a city cannot be divided against itself and still stand against the enemy. So this is why we want to be clear that each part of the scripture, including each parable, should be understood in the co whole context or general context of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And finally, to conclude, we want to go back to the scripture that we read, Matthew 13, 10 through 17, and 34 and 35. I spoke in the beginning that Oftentimes I thought parables made it easy to understand, but Jesus spoke in parables, as we shared in some of the points, to hide truths, uh, right? To hide from some. Yes, for to hide from some and to make it known to others. Paul talks about this, that to the, the Christian, the gospel is life, but to the Gentile, it's foolishness. Exactly. Um, and so two people looking at the exact same thing come out with two totally different understandings. Now, the good news is that uh, in the next episode, when we focus on Matthew chapter 13, the first two parables and the longest are explained word by word by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So he gives us a, uh, a demonstration, practically two demonstrations of how to interpret parables. So for the rest, the second part of the chapter 13 are short parables we are going to apply these principles and follow into the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and before we close, one more point. I, I think it's important to understand that I might look at the parable and think I have my own interpretation. And if I go around and find that no one believes what I think it says, maybe I need to reevaluate my beliefs on mm -hmm. the parable. Um, it's important to go in and seek godly counsel from godly people on our understanding of this as well. Mm -hmm. So let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you that Jesus shared these parables, these stories that we can apply to our lives and, and we see around us, and it makes the gospel practical and easy to understand. I pray that we will be diligent in our study of your word, that as we study the gospels, Father, we will study parables in their context that we will look for the main points, and that we will look for what Jesus is trying to share with us. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen.